Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Hello and welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. I am your host, Elena, and I am so excited to be back again for another episode with Justin today. And before we hop into our Q&A episode, I wanted to take a few seconds just to say thank you for listening and downloading and being a part of what we are doing at CLB. It would be awesome if you could like and download and subscribe to our podcast channel on whatever streaming service you use. You can also leave us a review and any feedback that we receive from our listeners is so helpful. You can also submit your own questions for Q&A episodes through our email or Instagram, which will be linked below in the description. So thank you, Justin, for being on today. I didn't know if you wanted to add anything to that. No, thank you, everyone. And, you know, we are trying to get podcasts out. Um, if you don't listen to Elena's other podcasts, you should. Um, the Scavendology and I Got You Girl, for sure. Um, there's a lot of great content out there. And then we're also obviously starting to release uh, Justin the Food Entrepreneurs podcast again with a new co-host, Skylar, um, since Deborah's taking a larger role at FSP um, and taking over the business development and client relations team. Um, she didn't have time to be a co-host anymore. So there's a lot of exciting things. There's a lot of great content, whatever you guys are looking for in food. Uh, it's pretty exciting. I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot of new content and, and probably some new ideas come out next year. Um, so thank you everyone for listening in and continue to share it, tell people about it. Um, listen, I think that it's not a popular topic, leadership. It's not something people are like, oh, whatever. And I think a lot of people just assume they're given it or not given it, <clears throat> that it's not a learned skill. It is a learned skill for 100% certainty. I may have been more inclined to lead a little bit at birth, but I doubt it. I think it's, I was just immersed in leadership and leadership qualities in a farm at the beginning. So I think leadership skills, just like any other skill, is completely... Um, achievable you know it's not like a sport where there has to be a certain level of athleticism i think certain people are more charismatic and certain people are more other things and tend to be better leaders in those areas but i think overall if you develop and especially over a long period of time um there's really no capping you know of your leadership abilities your your potential is unlimited and leadership as long as you pursue it so I think it's that type of skill. It's that type of mental skill that you can compound yourself and then you can compound in the legacy. So I appreciate everyone listening in. I know it's not the most flashy of topics and the most exciting of topics, but um, I think in today's world, it's extremely important, especially with the leadership that it's going to require to get out of our current situation and circumstances. So Elena, what's the question of the day today? 
Our question for today is going to be, what happened to learning leadership in the classroom? So we are going to dive into that question just relative to universities and colleges and even high schools, and even as young children and elementary school, things like that, and just what happened to really learning those leadership skills. So I will let you hop into the question. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I have to grain of salt for anyone who's listening in and, and like, let's be honest, I, I have had a, a very privileged life and I've had hardships, don't get me wrong. And my family's almost lost everything a few times, um, but we've managed our way through it. Um, the reason that I've tried to do these skills is because I've learned from the bumps in the roads. I've learned no matter what business you're in or what thing you're in in life, like if you can grow humans to be better leaders and you can be a better leader yourself, you're pretty valuable in the long run. It doesn't matter if new generations come in or robots come in or whatever theories we have or possible replacements in labor that we have, as long as we're in leadership, whether it's manual labor, whether it's uh, white collar, blue collar, green collar, whatever the collars are now, there's probably a thousand since business has become so complicated. But my point being that we have to just embrace this and we have to be aware that leadership is probably the way to grow humans and growing humans is still the most valuable resource. And you can probably put it in a screen in front of a thousand people. You can have people do videos and you can send people to classrooms. But at the end of the day, the most influential people are the people that are managing and leading the people daily or the entrepreneurs that are helping or leaders or business managers who are helping people's dreams come true. So um, what happened to leadership in the classroom? Uh, um, with that grain of salt that I said, um, the privilege, I, I, I went to private school. Um, so I had a different upbringing. My parents saw that I, that leadership and, and becoming a man. And, um, I was lucky to have also been able to make those choices myself at a young age and realize it. Um, but that it was important. Um, like that's not everyone's circumstance. Everyone doesn't, it doesn't win an ovarian lottery or doesn't have a circumstance like I did to build leadership or do it. So it has to be taught somewhere, whether it's in our homes and in our schools. Um, but we don't teach it in the way, at least that I learned it. Um, it certainly could be done better in universities, I feel like. Um, so <clears throat> what happened to it? I'm not sure it ever existed in the way that it should, but I don't know. I think probably in different civilizations, they promoted long-term growth and uh, leadership among society, um, even within totalitarian and, and communist and whatever governments, they kind of just promote leadership in a different way and what it means to lead in those type of um, governments or um, whatever you want to look at. But in democratic system, leading means fighting for good, I would say. It means uh, fighting for individual freedoms and the ability to make people's dreams come true and build their legacies. It also gives us the freedom to think on our own and fight for what we believe in, you know? And so whether it's the environment at this point or needing better humanely 
treated animals, <clears throat> it's not only learning about what that means in the classroom truthfully, and, and I, we could argue skewed or not skewed all day long, I don't know. Um, but what I can say is it's our job as parents or as leaders in business to sort of, you know, balance out education versus, you know, so if you want nature, nurture, and whatever, but education, exposure, and experience, as I've talked about in the podcast, that makes a great leader. Obviously, if you look at my posters, other things that I'm writing about that makes magnificent leaders and incredible leaders, but great leaders require experience, education, and exposure. And the education piece not being in the classrooms is a big problem. And we, and we try to not make anyone feel bad about themselves or discourage anyone in the classroom. So we give away trophies to anyone and there's no winners. But the reality is, is the opportunity to win is the equality. And we can't give everyone everything because no human's built the same way. No human's going to be inspired by the same thing. No human's going to be the same. Like there's no other Justin Mazzaro ever or exists or ever will be. It's just the way it is. We're unique as humans in our genetics and, and the way we think and, and our experience, our exposure and our education. <clears throat> so in that being said, I think anyone who's listening in on this or anyone who's a parent or anyone who's making decisions is how do we bring leadership back in the classrooms? How do we bring accountability back into the classrooms and ownership? Because that's what it, leadership is. How do we stop <clears throat> letting our kids off the hook? How do we stop doing things that are squashing uh, our leadership abilities or our abilities to speak up and have a voice? even the kids in the classroom. Um, if we equalize everything, you lose a voice. And we're kind of seeing it through masks, just as an example. I'm not saying, I'm not gonna have the argument on this podcast, mask or no mask, we can have that another day. But what I am arguing is when you universalize everyone, it's hard. So I talk about private school. So one of the things I liked about private school is that I had to dress a certain way. Like I was very professional, but what I liked about the private school I chose is that I was still allowed to choose my clothes within that I didn't have a uniform where I had to wear this exact clothes and this exact tie or, and I only had three things to choose from like other private schools. I could, as long as I had the shoes that were closed toes that had shoelaces, you know, that were formal, whatever, I could wear boots, I could wear shoes, I could wear whatever, I could wear whatever kind of slacks, pants, whatever, wanted belt, same thing, colors, black, blue, whatever. I was free to express myself within those boundaries as long as I shaved my face and did my hair and, you know, looked, looked decent every day, I could act within those boundaries. And so I learned to lead myself within boundaries, much like society was and less. And is it less like society? Really? I guess true. You can dress however you want in the world, but it also trained me to, okay, I have to do this, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. There's freedoms within it. And so <clears throat> how do, why is leadership important? Okay, so we do it in sports. We allow our kids to go out and, and train in sports and hopefully push the next levels and become leaders. But why don't we allow it more in the classroom? Why don't we promote it as a topic? Why don't we talk about what leadership means in our communities or, or leading ourselves? And what does leadership actually mean? I mean, self-reliance is a pretty big thing in leadership, yet we teach no self-reliance classes in school anymore. 
like we're so bogged down in math and science and all that. And I get it. It's part of the survival of the whole in society. But where are we getting confidence from? Where are we becoming self-reliant as a human and less dependent? Because we are individual. The, the whole thing of free will and, and that whole argument is that we do have individualism to make a choice. But if we don't know we have a choice, we can't make it. And if we don't know how to lead ourselves, we certainly can't lead for a better future. And if we truly want our kids to be safe, it's less about protecting them. And it's more about pulling them in a vacuum by leading so hard and so well that they can't help but resemble and model you. You know, it's not about forcing it. It's not about doing whatever. Um, it's about modeling it for you. It's also about learning it in the classroom. So what happened to it? <clears throat> I'm not quite sure it ever existed in the traditional form. I know in the schools that I went to other than um, before college that they had classes on and we talked about it. It was a big part of our lifestyle, especially when I went to an all boys school of leading teams and picking teams and physical contact sports and roughhousing as males. And then again, I grew up on a farm. So, you know, while my parents were always like, oh, words are stronger than fists and all that, I, they pushed me into a farm situation where I had older siblings or friends in smaller schools. And I was always a good soccer player playing with older kids. So there was a lot of fighting going on. Like it was just the way it is. And so like you learn to lead through those circumstances. And I'm not saying you need to go fight someone, but I, what I am saying is life is hard. And if you don't learn to lead through those hardships and lead yourself, take a few bruises here and there and beatings proverbially, I don't mean physically if, if, and whatever, but I am saying that we need to put it in the classroom. We need to embrace it in our homes and we need to embrace that learning leadership is hard. And whether we wait to do it till we're 24 or we're five, like, I think it's a little bit ridiculous how we want to wait 19 years or whatever for our children to learn leadership skills or go out in the world and learn to be self-reliant. Um, being dependent on a parent isn't love. Like, that's not them loving you. You want your children to be independent. That's love. Uh, Free-thinking humans. And so it's our job to advocate it in the classroom. And that being said, I think some universities and colleges do promote leadership and management in the classroom. I don't know that we study it properly. I don't think we're looking at what it actually means to be a leader in this world, what eternal leadership means, meaning how does our legacies go on? Um, what does it mean to lead now for the purpose of tomorrow um, and not need gratification now? I think we've lost a lot of what it means to be leaders. Um, and because of that, and because we don't teach it enough in the classroom, even though we have more people being educated than ever, and thus we should have more leaders more than ever, we just have more educated people, um, in my opinion anyway. And we don't have any, when we probably have less leaders because we have less street smarts. And we can teach leadership in the classrooms and we can promote it so that kids can take it outside the classroom and use it in their life or in their homes. And then we can embrace it as parents and promote it in our homes also, which doubles down because there's no reason in today's world that we shouldn't have like the best of the best leaders. There should be an Aristotle in every fucking corner. 
you know, or an Abraham Lincoln or, or whatever, you know, a Marcus Aurelius. And I understand I'm talking about times where people weren't treated equally and all that, but I'm talking about taking all of those things where we're great leaders or incredible leaders or eternal leaders like Jesus Christ and evaluating the way that they led and using that to lead ourselves today. And so we talk about being a living image of God as Christians, if you're a Christian, but what are we really saying there? It's saying to lead your life like Jesus. So I don't care if you're a Christian or not. It's how do you lead your life with moral and ethical character that are core values? How do you actually lead yourself in a way? And how do we teach our kids to lead ourselves with morals and ethics without being taught in the classroom? Like, I'm sorry. I, I find it hard to understand as Justin Mazzaro, because religion has been a part of my life, how you teach your kids or the classroom morals and ethics without religion. So if you can put them in more in the classrooms and you can, you know, you can, you can understand at a greater level that there's longer term impact to the world based on your actions and you can lead through legacy just based on that, you know, which is why I try to spread a greater message that the legacy is not just about, um, the afterlife or Christianity or Judaism or Hinduism, it's actually about the legacy of your family. And in my case, you know, here's how much I believe it is. I don't even have children on my own. I'm doing it for, for everyone else's kids and my stepkids and everyone else, because I think that that's what's important. And regardless of what religion you are, it's important that we pass on leadership first. So they know how to lead first with whatever skill they have. Because if they can't lead first, then what skill does it matter that we give our children? What does it matter what we do? If they have no core values and no ethics and no things, and it's not emphasized in the classroom through hard situations where we've got to make hard decisions, then I don't know how to do it. And if we're not studying great leaders, um, then I don't know. So Elaine, I'm sorry, I went on a little rampage because I spun myself in circles. but. Um, what are your thoughts on, on that? So, yeah, I think that all of that really resonates. And I think I want to hop in a little bit to, I know you have done some speaking engagement and some speaking parts in college classrooms. And I'd just like to dive into that a little bit into the sort of questions maybe that you get from the students after you're done speaking, or if there's anything that you really feel that they're lacking specifically in college and universities, you know, that's sort of an optional or an elective secondary schooling experience. And a lot of people maybe disagree with that because I know with my parents, college was never a discussion of if you're going to go, it's you're going to college, which college are you going to pick? But in reality, you know, you are required to have education from elementary through high school. And after that, there's trade schools and there's all these different options. But for the people that really choose to go to college or go to the universities and have this ex learning experience, um, what do you feel is missing the most from, from those students and from what they're receiving in these classes? Obviously, there's electives that you can choose and classes you can choose depending on whatever you're studying, whatever you're maybe minoring in that doesn't have to do necessarily with your main focus of study. So I know that there's speaking classes, leadership classes, social media classes, all these different classes, um, even leadership classes. But for those people who don't 
have the knowledge to even pursue those things, I think that we really miss the mark on the opportunity to teach leadership skills and teach about leadership in just general classes. I think it really should be something that's built in to the curriculum, regardless of what you're studying, because as we always say, being a leader is so much more than owning a business or owning a brand. Everyone, you know, can benefit from leadership qualities. So if you don't mind sharing just some examples of things you've either shared there or feedback you have received from either professors or students, I'd love to talk about that. I mean, it's a very, it's a great question and it's a good topic. Um, so yes, the guest lectures. And, and so <clears throat> I always try to extrapolate out what I wish I knew um, when I was their age or when I was 22 years old, graduating from college, like what books I should have read when I right, got out of college, which type, type of mindset should I have been in, um, how I should have really viewed money. There's a lot of things. And I think just in that topic alone, Elena, um, we have a bunch of podcasts, but I, since we're on leadership, I mean, liberal arts schools generally do a good job of exposing their students to philosophy and, and psychology and religion and all of that stuff. So you get a well-rounded base to build more of your core values off of or your morals and ethics, and which lead to your leadership skills, in my opinion. Um, or at least the ones that define you, you know, you have to define your core values or what makes you a, a human before you can go lead people at least successfully over a long term, or at least what you stand for. And there's, it's okay to tweak those things or change them over time, but just admit that you do it. Um, but we should have minors in all the colleges and universities in leadership. It should be a minor. It should be something that the students should be required at least to take some basic classes in, um, you know, even if it's not a minor, they don't go all the way for the whole group. Um, and it should be something we, we tie it to business and we tie it to politics, but I think it's generally should be something that's offered to all. Um, and in liberal arts schools, it should be something that's required as part of the curriculum. And I know it means more classes or whatever. Um, <clears throat> it needs to be the problem in why we don't teach it in schools and why we don't uh, teach it in universities as much, I feel like, is because people are afraid and people are less confident to step up and say they're leaders. Like, it's very hard to say that. Like, I get it. Like, as Justin Bizarro, I still feel squirmish even after all these years saying that I'm a leader because I feel like I have so much further to go and I feel like leadership's never really established or recognized until after you're gone anyway. And so um, we have to figure out how to get leaders to go back into the classrooms and lead. And I mean, leaders that understand leadership beyond the skill of, of just being a plumber or a teacher or a professor or, or whatever. Um, or a business person, someone that understands leadership and at a greater level because they've exposed themselves to a lot over a period of time. You can see this in the pot in my Instagram. I've released a bunch of different posts. If you go back through them on the different levels of leadership, in my opinion, um, they're all E's. They all start with an E within those categories. So there's six categories and there's three E's in each category to make it pretty simple. So 18 E's. Um, but they basically are all the things that compile up to, to lead to eternal leadership. Like I'm talking about Jesus Christ level leadership here. 
Um, and, and that's what we don't teach is how do we as humans start building our lives and plan our lives strategically to have eternal leadership, which means that our legacy and our family lives on long-term and that we have a positive influence on the world, the environment, the planet, the humans on it, the animals on it, the plants on it, so on and so forth, uh, for eternity, hopefully, you know? And so how do we do that? And, we, and we're not teaching it. We have so much power as humans and, and so much responsibility over this planet. And we don't drive it into the humans that we should. And I don't know why. In some cases, I, I come up with like a conspiracy theory that the government's too afraid that if we become too strong a leaders, we'll rebel against the government. But I don't think that that's it. I think it's human nature to generally be afraid to be the leader, to be accountable, to be ownership, to be the one that everyone looks to if it went wrong. And if you fail, can you possibly lead again? The answer is always yes. And if we learn in the classroom, what you'll see is most of the leaders that have eternal greatness or great or incredible or magnificent, whatever level, that they've had extreme failure along the way. I mean, Napoleon bounced around how many times? And I'm not saying he was a great leader or anything, but he certainly led. Um, and he certainly led, you know, a revolution of sorts and changed the world as we know it. And so, at least in Europe and in, at least in the Western world. So, like, that's the type of thing that I'm saying. And I, and I used him right or wrong. He, has an, he, he used his skills and used his negative aspects to himself to, to grow a great empire. Now he made a lot of mistakes and all that. And we can talk about him like going into Russia in the winter time, which destroyed him, which then no shit because Hitler wasn't a wise leader and didn't believe the past and believe machines or whatever. And he was better. He didn't study history, he did the same goddamn thing and lost. Thankfully appreciate that appreciate he wasn't a well-educated leader which probably didn't make hitler a leader at all as we all know he didn't do any of the things he wasn't good he didn't care about humans certainly didn't care about animals and he blew up the world okay i get greed i get aggression i get wanting more um but you know you can fight and you can fight fair and you can fight in a way that's totally destructive and so let's you know that's how i feel about it but again the problem is, is, is bad leaders or horrible leaders or tyrannical leaders come out of situations where there's not enough good, great other leaders, where there's not enough of us having a positive voice or doing a positive difference or stepping up in a time like now or having the education to do it or the confidence from the education and the experience and the exposure to do it. Um, but we need the classrooms and we need to put curriculum back in the classrooms. We need to pay leaders to go back into the classrooms and teach. We need to build real programs around it. And, you know, I honestly, I can't tell you how much I, I believe that it's our responsibility from as humans, from the day kids born to the day we die to promote leadership into everyone's life, our peers, the children, the, our, the elders, ourselves, whatever, because without it, I really, I don't know what else we would do. Well, we have to lead in our families. We have to lead in our communities. We, we have to. We don't have a choice. We all know that the human population is expanding. We all know that we have biodiversity problems. We all know that with 
biodiversity problems become food shortages. And I don't care what anyone says, there's not a simple solution. You need biodiversity for the world to survive. So that means as humans, we need to biodiversify our food. And so, you know, that's part of leadership and leading in the classroom and being able to lead yourself through logical opinions and being able to rationalize moral and ethics. If I'm just like, oh, but I'm not going to kill an animal. I mean, it's a little bit just like, okay, well, you're not going to do it, but the animal's going to die anyway. Okay. So what is the animal's purpose? Like we've got to be able to have real moral and ethical conversations about what it means to lead in this world for the greater good, for the long term, for our planet, for human survival. Right. You know, and we're so caught up in the now and the now generation and what can I get now? And what is it that I'm going to get now? Um, that we lose sight of that we actually have a real rippling effect as humans and we don't teach it because we don't look at the great leaders and we don't emphasize why they were great. Um, and certainly if you look at most of them, they didn't do it to be great. They did it to lead. And most of the time, because no one else would. Um, so, you know, how do you do it? Um, I don't know what happened to leadership in the classroom. I feel like we had probably a good amount of leadership going on for a long time and accountability. I think it's gone now. Um, and if it was never there in the first place, then, then all the better. We have a fresh slate that we should start really looking at promoting leadership, especially in democratic countries where we should be leading the world. And if we're not promoting leadership, how the hell do we expect to lead the world? It makes no logical sense. We don't promote leadership. We don't put it in the classroom. We don't continue to educate it in our businesses. We don't continue to educate in our homes and in our families. Yet we want to be the number one leader in the world. Like it's just not going to happen. And we get rid of the fact that we're competitive, which is leading. Okay. The rest of the world is very competitive and the rest of the world guys has a bolt as a freaking sign on the United States head and they're going to take you out anytime because they want to be competitive because everyone wants to take down the number ones. And you know why the number one gets taken down? Usually it's not because they don't have the potential. It's because they lack the courage, the aggression, and the initiative anymore. And you can see it throughout history. The great civilizations get too comfortable. And so We've got to look at leading back in the classrooms, making things uncomfortable, starting to be self-aware and starting to produce the human potential and leadership way beyond what we've seen. So thank you guys for listening in. Thanks, Elena, that I went on uh, way longer than I thought, but I thought um, what's good. So what do I tell students? Um, you know, I, we talk about 75 Hard and Andy Fursella a lot because I believe what he does in his programming and mental toughness. Um, so I really tell students that you've got to, <clears throat> the number one thing is you've got to break through your fears, whether they're your own fears, whether they're fears that your parents put into your head, whether they're fears you put into your head or a girl, ex-girlfriend or current girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Um, husband, wife, whatever ends up being, um, you've got to break through those fears. Um, we generally run on 90% fear and we don't think we do, but we are a pretty, we've survived by fear and aggression, period. 
flight or flight, flight or fight is really fear or fight. And we really are that way as humans, particularly as males, we have a, a stronger fight response maybe, and women have a stronger flight response in some cases. But, you know, and that I'm just basing it on data logically. Everyone's going to be like, oh, how do you know that? It's just, it is what it is. And so um, it, it makes us balanced. And, and I think that's important, but we've got to teach it in, in the classroom. And we've got to teach that conviction is okay and that aggression is okay not only in sports but in life and in leading and um and it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks and keeping up with the joneses is not as important as being an individual and leading um yourself so that you can lead others or you can follow others i mean we teach following so much we we lose track of that following should actually be emotion driven not because I have to driven, you know, because I, you know, it should be just as much about a paycheck as it is about leading in your communities and leading in that business and leading in your family. So leadership, honestly, we, we lack it in all fronts and we don't promote it enough. We don't use it in television enough and we do inspirational movies and all those things, but we really don't capture the true qualities and characteristics that make great leaders. And we, don't emphasize them and we don't create core values in our classroom around those things. So kids have a strategic plan on how to be great leaders. Um, what are the real steps? And a lot of people won't go up there and preach them because they themselves won't do it or preach them, teach them, whatever. And that's the problem is it's hard to go up and teach all the skills to be a leader when you don't do it yourself. Um, so the floor is yours, Elena. I think that's all definitely helpful. And like I shared previously, I think it's so important to be instilling, you know, leadership qualities, leadership skills, and teaching leadership development to, you know, students as young as elementary school age. I think that as time has progressed and things have changed a lot in schools, I think those leadership qualities have changed because we're in a society now where you know, we, everyone gets a trophy. Everyone, you know, is a winner. There's no more of I, even like line leader and things like that, that I remember from being young in elementary school. I don't even believe that they do things like that regularly anymore because we live in this society that's so different now. Um, but really those qualities of being a leader and teaching, you know, students that it does matter and you do have these qualities that you can develop is very important. So I think especially in colleges and universities and teaching people that even if you're not being exposed to this through school, um, we've done a lot of episodes talking about what you can do within your home with your own kids, uh, just to give them these qualities and these opportunities to really develop in that way. So I think that really wraps everything up pretty well. Well, and I think here's the thing is leadership is about leading myself through the world, right? And, and I'm responsible for my own growth, for my own prosperity. And the government is responsible for creating boundaries by which that prosperity and that dreams can come true. And in democracy's case, we almost have it. We're pretty close to ultimate freedom, 
but we're pretty free and, and uh, have liberty. I mean, some would argue for less government or more government, whatever it is. But the reality is, is if we let ourselves more as individuals, there'd be a lot less weight on the government to take care of those things for us. And our government could actually take care of the things that it needs to, which is protecting us, promoting our food sources and our resources and growing our society for the future. That should be the government shove is how does it assist in the growth of the humans within its society for the future? And we've looked at government much more like per, per, um, sticking up for us and being our advocate and doing what we can't do for ourselves. And that's not true. The truth is, is we can do anything we want for ourselves, especially when we lead and we find other people that can lead and have the same mindset as us in terms of what our goals are. And that becomes a leadership. And that's the voice by which the government will respond to, right? Like, how are we doing it? How are we sticking up? Just we're going to be less dependent. And the government's job should be more or less of providing us the ability to lead the legacies that we want and have the financial freedom we want, you know, and, and create upward mobility that we want. But that creates human growth. That creates leading and understanding that, hey, we still have to have Ellis Islands in the world to, to fill jobs, right? And we need to train those people and teach them leadership skills they may not get in their own countries, but we have to teach them here and we have to put them into jobs that need jobs. We have to start leading. We have to have real conversations. And that's what I'm talking about is if we're sitting here as business people and we're shortage of jobs and laborers, we can stand up and say, hey, let's think about this together. We need to look at an Ellis Island situation. We need to legalize citizens. We need to bring them into this country so they can pay taxes, so they can have jobs, so they can start building legacies. So we have blue collar workers to build legacies on, not just migrant workers, not just temporary, no real citizens to start building the next generations off of. We're at that point again. It's about the same time as Ellis Island 100 years ago, same depressive period, same thing, jobs, whatever. The world's a little depressed. There needs to be a place to go. There's plenty of people that are hungry, that are willing to go through an uncomfortable situation and lead their family to the land of promise that, that they already are going to have instilled leadership and moral and ethical values just because they want to come here and create a better life for themselves and their family. So like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, and then we need to enforce it in the classrooms and in the universities and the colleges. And so I love this question, Elena, but I think you hit the nail on the head is, um, what is our responsibility to lead? What is the leadership in our businesses and in the government, in our communities, in our sports? What is their responsibility to lead? And it's interesting because we used to argue that people should stay in their lane. Like if you're an athlete, you should stay in your lane. But being, if you achieve greatness as an athlete, you achieve the voice to go out and do more greatness for what you truly have conviction about. So when we look at that, if I lead in one thing, it gives me the skills, the leadership and the conviction and the confidence to go lead in something else that I'm truly confident about. That's what I'm talking about. It's the ability to bounce. It's the ability to lead. It's, it, it's a big topic, but really it comes down to leadership, which is the ability to lead oneself so that I can lead others um, and also be led. And how do you teach that? Um, I think it starts with looking at history and then I think it starts with putting current day real strong leaders into the classrooms 
um, and figuring out a way to do it where it's not a full-time thing, where true leaders are true Renaissance men and women, where they're leading in a lot of different avenues in life. And so if you want it in the high schools and you want it in the in the colleges and we want leadership, we have to look at how to integrate it differently. The reason it worked for me in private school and in liberal arts school is because they had teachers or professionals, sorry, they had professionals that were also willing to teach entrepreneur classes and leadership classes and that were in the real world. And so they made it work. And so in my belief, it that's how you make it work. You've got to bring the leaders who are leading today and growing today and have already gone through some of the 18 areas that we're talking about, um, for example, um, to understand what's leading. So thank you guys for listening in. Uh, you can find me at Justin Bizarro on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find Elena at Elena.Hamade at Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, you can find the podcast at Centurion Leadership Battalion uh, on Facebook and Instagram also. So thank you guys for listening in and uh, have a great day. Thanks, Elena. Thanks, guys. We look forward to being back on another episode with you soon. And please submit your questions. Justin will link that in the description for you. And we'd love to hear from you. 